What's going on, guys? And welcome back to episode 16 of the Crew Sports Pod. You can check us out on Twitter at Crew Sports Pod. And we're back this week with another rank it. But first, we got a big game coming up on Monday, Vito. Yeah, the college football championship game. The big dogs, Alabama and Georgia. Round two. Round two, exactly. And round one did not go as expected for a lot of people because a lot of people thought Georgia was going to win. Uh, they seem so dominant all year, and Alabama surprised them. And it just seems like Alabama has Georgia's number, and Kirby Smart's never beat Nick Saban. Yeah, he's 0-4 against him in his career. And there's only ever been one assistant of Nick Saban's ever beat him, and that was earlier this year with Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M. So. History doesn't say Georgia will win, but this Georgia team is so good that they could probably prove history wrong. If I was to pick a team, I think I'd go with Georgia. They look really dominant against Michigan. And a big factor for me is Alabama's going to be playing without John Mechie. He was a big part of the SEC championship. But for me, I just, given the history that Nick Saban has against his assistants and what Bama always seems to do against Georgia, it's hard for me to go against that. Yeah, I totally agree. And I mean, his only loss in the national championship game, and he's played eight, which is crazy, but he's only lost to Clemson in the championship game. So his teams are usually ready for the biggest game of the year. But I don't know. I think another factor is Jamison Williams absolutely destroyed uh, Georgia last time. So I would expect Georgia to make adjustments for him. And now that they don't have to worry about Mechie, they can use more defense against Jamison. The thing is, also, I have no idea how this game is going to go. Because the Georgia-Bama SEC Championship game, we saw Bama be really good through the air. And then last week, we saw Bama struggle a little bit through the air against a pretty good Cincinnati secondary, but they dominate on the ground. And then we saw a Georgia team that kind of woke up after being, I guess, maybe caught off guard, you could say, with losing to Bama and absolutely destroyed Michigan. They've only played one game since the SEC championship, but both of them look completely different. Yeah, no, that's a good point that you made. Yeah, and Stetson Bennett was airing it out too in that game, which is kind of different than the Georgia team that really grounds the pounds. Uh, so yeah, no, they both look completely different. But to be fair, they both had to make those adjustments for their opponents as Cincinnati has good air defense and Michigan has good ground defense. Yeah, so I mean, that's why I think, I, I don't know what, what team you're going to see. Are you going to see the Georgia short up against Michigan? Or is Nick Saban going to just continue to get the better of Kirby Smart? No, it's tough. I just want to see Georgia get that win finally because so many times I've seen Georgia get close. There's the national championship where Devonta Smith caught that game-winning touchdown. Then there was that one year where Jalen Hurts comes back in to save the day. And then there was this year where Georgia thought they are going to win for sure, and then Bama wins by 17. So Georgia just needs to catch a break. And all those games Georgia led, they just can't finish the job. Yeah, so maybe this year with a good run game, they can put it away after they get the lead. But I can't pick against Bama, especially with the, the amount of history that's on their side. Yeah, I would, I'd be foolish to do so, but I've made a lot of foolish picks this year. So, so I'm going to go with Georgia. I'll go with Bama. But you had some good picks, I'll say. Thanks. <laughs> Moving on to our rank it. We had a great college football year, and it's coming to an end on Monday when a new champion, well, maybe a new champion, will be crowned. So for this week's rank it, we're looking back and ranking the top five games of the college football season. The criteria we're going to be using to judge the top five is, number one, closeness. Obviously, for it to be a game of the year, it had to be pretty close. Number two, the relevance of the game. And for this, we're looking at like you know, games played on the big stage, either big-time bowl games like New Year's Six games, uh, conference championships, 
or games that really define the season. And number three, the storylines in and around the game. So rivalries or, you know, players putting on like Heisman-like performances. Um, with that, let's get into it. I don't have a clear favorite. I have like a couple I'm thinking of, but do you have a clear favorite? A clear favorite? No. Okay, yeah. But just out of like recent memory, I think the Rose Bowl got to be out there somewhere. That was insane, yeah. Yeah, Rose Bowl, I think, has to make the list. I want to say I really like the Alabama-Auburn game with the 4 OT. That was, I feel like, an instant classic. And then Oklahoma versus Texas, Red River, right? Red River, back to this, Red River rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> that is also a good one. Should we come up with five that we just think are going to be in the top five, then order them first? I think just coming up with five that are going to be in the top five is going to be hard enough. Uh, Yeah. I mean, those three, I think. But then after that, it's a lot of games open in the air. I like that Alabama versus Texas A&M. Alabama's only lost in the year. What about Michigan-Ohio State? The game. Yeah, they have the most watched game of the year. That's good. But it did end up becoming a two-score game. So in terms of closeness. Oh, yeah, it wasn't too close. Yeah, but it was the biggest game, most watched game of the year. Then speaking of Michigan, though, against Michigan State was that was really good too because that was battle of unbeaten's in Michigan. Do we already say Baylor Oklahoma State in the conference championship? No, but that one was like game of inches, really. Literally, actually, I like that. I like that one being in the top five, even though it's not the most pretty game because it's a really good defensive battle. And for a spot for Oklahoma State to potentially get to the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. No, that is huge in terms of attitude. I think yeah, I think that should be one of the top five. Okay, I think we've named more than five, but... <laughs> yeah, but okay, the four that we said should be in the top five, though, so far as the Red River rivalry, the Baylor-Oklahoma State, Utah-Ohio State, and Alabama-Auburn. All right, so those are our four. One more out of the ones that we've named so far. There's also the Illinois-Penn State nine overtimes, which was a record. Yeah, just a sheer amount of overtimes. That, like, that has to boost the closest score by a lot. Nine overtimes, yeah. The game before the fourth quarter ended was pretty horrible, though. Yeah. That... It was after the fourth quarter started, which was like a whole nother game in itself, was when it got exciting. Yeah. I'm okay with that one being an honorable mention. Yeah. It's really cool that it went to nine overtimes, but I don't think the game was that crazy. Plus, Illinois is really just a nobody, so it doesn't really add to much. Yeah, but Penn State was looking like they could potentially make the playoffs early in the year. But definitely not after that. I think that was their second loss. Yeah, it was. Oh, actually, one game that, like, the thing is most people don't, like, know this game too much because this happened the same day as the Alabama A&M game and the Oklahoma and Texas game. But it was Arkansas versus Ole Miss because that game was such a high-scoring game. There was back and forth back when KJ Jefferson was, like, a Heisman candidate. And the game literally ended in the last play of the game. Zero seconds left. Arkansas scores, and they decide to go for two. Oh, actually, I I did like that game. Dang, that day of college football was crazy, though, to have those three games at the same day. Yeah, that was one of the, the better weeks. Okay, so the fifth spot is going to be between Alabama versus Texas A&M, Arkansas Ole Miss game you just mentioned, Michigan State-Michigan, and the game, Michigan-Ohio State. You can only pick one of those. Uh, uh Michigan State, Michigan, and Arkansas and Ole Miss are the two I want to keep. Yeah, I think the others... Well, Michigan-Ohio State can take out for closeness and it being a two-score game. Well, actually, I was going to say Michigan State-Michigan, that didn't even kick Michigan out of the playoffs because they still ended up making it. So I guess that Michigan State win didn't do much for them because they went on to lose a couple games. 
I mean, actually, there was a lot of buildup to that game. And it was like, could Harbaugh actually beat uh, Michigan State or Ohio State? There was also the Alabama versus Texas A&M storylines. That was the first time one of Nick Saban's former assistant coaches have ever beat him. Bro, uh, I don't know if anyone's like been keeping track of Texas A&M's recruiting class this year, but it is the best recruiting class I think I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah, it is. Jimbo Fisher's coming after Saban again next year. <laughs> and probably years to come. I saw this report thing about like uh, Texas A&M, their booster spent $30 million to land the top 2022 recruiting class. What? Yeah. Is that not cheating? That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, that makes a lot of sense. I was wondering how they were getting all these top 50 guys. They have like, I don't even know how many people. In the, they have like three guys in the top 10, I think. And they had five in the top 26 five stars this year. Get twenty six five stars. No, no, no. Uh, six five stars, and I think they had fifteen of the top hundred players, which is also all these things are insane. And I think because of NIL, now it's legal, and so I guess Texas loves its football. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, A and M's about to be a powerhouse then. Texas should be good too. Yeah, <laughs> you think? They should be. They definitely probably could get more money than A and M. That's true. But I think Jimbo Fisher's such a good coach, too. He could actually also develop these guys. His yeah, money and development. Hmm. Okay, getting back to this, though. Yeah. I do think that A&M game was pretty good game, though. I mean, it literally went down to last second field goal. And I think part of that storyline was interesting was Texas A&M lost two games in a row and became unranked. And Alabama lost its first unranked game in forever. Oh, yeah. It broke the or it ended the record. Exactly, yeah. So I kind of like that in there. More than the battle of the Heisman candidates at the time between K.J. Jefferson and Matt Corral. Three touchdowns in the last 82 seconds in that game. Uh, uh, there's so many good games this year. That's what makes this tough. And that one also went down to the last second because they got the touchdown and went for two as time expired. That was the first time the defense did anything that game. <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, talking about these, are we sure that, that top, those top four are locked in? No. <laughs> the Michigan, Michigan State, in terms of importance, it's really big because it's two big rivals, undefeated and all that. But I don't think it's close to the other two because they didn't go to last second. Yeah, and the thing is, also, Michigan State won that game, but it, it didn't change Michigan's path to the playoffs because they still ended up getting there. That's true. And it didn't really help Michigan State's case because, I mean, Michigan State ended up losing to Purdue the next week anyways. Yeah, and, and then they lost again later in the year. and Absolutely got destroyed by Ohio State. As much as I like that, yeah, I don't think it's the biggest. It didn't really do anything for Michigan State, who won that yeah, game. Yeah, no, it didn't really. And Alabama still made the playoffs, and A&M never ended up really becoming great. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing could be said there. Ole Miss and Arkansas, I guess it allowed Ole Miss to make a New Year's Six Bowl, because one of them had to make it and one of them had to not make it. Yeah, Arkansas kind of fell off after that. Yeah, I mean, they still ended the season ranked. I'm going with, I like the Ole Miss-Arkansas one more. Just I, Maybe because the offense was kind of going crazy. I mean, putting up, when you put up 100-plus points in a football game, it's kind of a lot. You know what? Yeah, I like that too. And then probably have that one at number five then? Yeah, sorry with that. I think the next one we could do is the Baylor-Oklahoma State. Because, I mean, it was a big game, but for, like I'm not into Michigan at all. It's the fourth best game of the year. It's a great game. And literally, and an inches short and kicking Oklahoma State out of the playoffs altogether. You think that one at four? I think that game was better than the Red River, Red River rivalry. 
Okay, true-ish, but like down 21. You put in Caleb Williams, and this guy kicks out five-star Spencer Rattler, who's supposed to be a first-round NFL guy, and basically wins the game for them. Like, I think that's pretty cool. Oklahoma State was probably like three inches from winning the Big 12 championship and possibly going to the playoffs. Yeah, and I mean, at that point, because uh, a lot of people thought Alabama was going to lose to Georgia, they thought they would make the playoffs if he just scored. So, I mean, no, in terms of ports, that like dominates, so... Yeah, you're right. That one should go higher. But but I do really like that Texas-Oklahoma game because of that comeback. What about the Rose Bowl? I honestly think that one's like number one. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, it's a huge bowl game. It is the granddaddy of them all. And the Rose Bowl somehow is, besides last year's, which was a fake Rose Bowl with Notre Dame. Notre Bama, Dame. And, <laughs> and it was in the Texas. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't real. Yeah, so besides that one, the Rose Bowl has always been, I think, like, amazing. That's true. Yeah, and I guess because Texas ended up being a nobody anyways. So I guess, in, and Oklahoma didn't make a near six either. So Neither of them made the conference championship. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'll put that. That at four is good. But make no mistake, that is a, that was a great game. Oh, yeah. I mean, these are still all top five of the year. I mean, I wanted to mention a few things. Uh, they had 13 combined touchdowns in that game uh, between both teams. Uh, and it wasn't just Caleb Williams, but Kennedy Brooks of Oklahoma had 200 yards rushing. Casey Thompson of Texas had five passing touchdowns. And Xavier Worthy of Texas had 261 yards receiving. So just wanted to say it was some fireworks that game. A lot of Texas players in that game were were younger and are coming back next year. Yeah, oh, Texas is going to be nice offensively. Yeah, and they got their, their new quarterback. Yeah, Quinn Ewers, the highest-ranked quarterback ever in recruiting. So would we put um, Baylor, Oklahoma State next then? Yeah, I think so. But this is where it gets close because I think what kind of highlighted the season was that walk-off Mechie touchdown against Auburn because that game was crazy. And I feel like everybody I knew was watching that game that day, or at least – tuning in or checking the score because we're like, is Bama going to lose? Because a lot of teams are trying to get into the playoffs. A lot of teams, no one won Bama in the playoffs. That's when Bama's playoffs started because they had to win that game. They had to win their next game against Georgia. Then they were in the real playoffs, and now they've gotten to the championship. They pretty much had that game lost because all Auburn had to do was run out the clock. And Alabama's safety that I just love. Jordan Battle pushes out Tank Bigsby out of bounds and they just go ahead and give Alabama one last chance to score. And with 24 seconds left, they score. But then Auburn didn't give up right away, too. They scored in overtime with a backup quarterback. It was just a mean rivalry. And, like, early in the game, both sides were, like, pushing, shoving, hitting each other. Jamison Williams guy called out for targeting because he just... On a punt return. Yeah, on a punt return. Yeah, that was just pretty big. dives headfirst. I don't know. There's so much storyline that game. And it was just an iron bowl. We ranked that as a pretty good rivalry in an earlier pod. Yeah, thanks. But the Rose Bowl was amazing. At one point in the Rose Bowl, there were five touchdowns scored in two and a half minutes of game time. Only one of them was under 50 yards. Yeah, I recall one of them, including a kick return touchdown. A couple of them were by Jackson Smith, the Jigba, who ended up the game. 350 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, a Rose Bowl record. Yeah. That was insane because, like, I knew Jackson Smith and Jigba was good, but I also knew, like, Wilson and Olave were good. So I was like, okay, you know, when you have those two first-round receivers, you're going to get pretty open if you're pretty decent anyways. 
if you're good and you're playing against the third best corner, like you're gonna look really good. But nah, he showed he could beat the number one corner on any team too. Yeah, so I'll be honest in that game, it was on New Year's Day. I was watching the game and it was Utah was up like fourteen seven or something like that. I took like a 20-minute nap and woke up to it being like 35-28. Yes, yes. No. <laughs> so the, I thought I thought I slept for hours. Funny enough, cause, uh, so I decided like I just – I wanted to go to for a quick gym break too. Like by the time I, uh, I left my house and got to the gym and saw it at the Beacon TV, like yeah, this, around the same time, the 14-7, literally. It was funny. Right after the Marvin Harrison Jr. touchdown, I went to Beacon. And I don't know, it might have taken me like five, 10 minutes to get ready and 10 minutes to get there. 20 minutes later, it's, yeah, 28-21 when I got there. I was like, what the hell? And then Utah was up the whole game. And then when Ohio State finally comes back, you mentioned the backup quarterbacks, Utah's backup quarterback comes in and he throws a touchdown to get them back close. And then Ohio State kicks a game-winning field goal. Yeah, to end it. Yeah, no, they both they both are so good, though. Because I can't say that. Because Bama being down 10-0 entering the fourth quarter, too, was something unheard of. Then Ohio State had, they had to come back, and then Utah had to come back, and then Ohio State had to finish it. And Stroud, we talked about Jackson Smith and Jigma. Stroud had 573 yards and six touchdowns. That's true. No, it really did answer a lot of questions people had about Ohio State, too. Because they were missing so many. He was missing his top two receivers. Well, two of his top three receivers. Yeah. They're missing guys on defense. And yeah, Stroud really did step up. Now, like now I definitely know why uh, Quinn Ewers left because there's no way Ewers would have had a chance to start at Ohio State or Stroud because Stroud's just something else. This is tough. I'm going to go through the checklist. So they're, we'll say they're even Steven of closeness. They're both last second scores. Yeah. Relevance. Okay, because if Alabama loses, they don't make the playoffs, I don't think. No, because there would have been two loss. They're definitely out. Yeah. And then the other game is the Rose Bowl. So, yeah, they're both relevant, I would say. Storylines. I mean, uh, there's Iron Bowl and the Rose Bowl. Well, they both have cool storylines. One, Jameson Williams is out for Bama. And then Stroud was out without his top two receivers. I guess if you go based on people missing, a so impressive performance despite that. I think Ohio State, you know, missing Olave and Wilson's greater than missing just Jameson. Weren't they missing a bunch of guys on defense, too? Haskell Garrett was a big one, who's like a top two-round pick. And then they had the uh, offensive lineman out, too. But then, like, does that take away that they're missing? Because it's not as much stars to watch? Um, The performance by Jackson Smith and Jigba was more than enough to make up for all of them missing. <laughs> 350 <laughs> receiving yards? That's true. And then we got to see Marvin Harrison solid, actually. I forgot about that. Just ball out getting three touchdowns. I didn't even know he was on the team until the Rose Bowl. Exactly. Well, you wouldn't ever see him because Garrett Wilson and Olava were too busy taking all his catches. And that game, it was just, I mean, I guess it was mostly when I was taking a nap, but it was just huge touchdowns. I went back and saw, watched highlights, obviously. I woke up and missed 35 points being scored in, in like 20 minutes. No, true. Okay, as entertaining as the Alabama and Auburn game was, you're right. The best thing about that Ohio State-Utah game was just the fireworks. You saw so many explosive plays, so many fun plays. So yeah, in pure entertainment, I think the Rose Bowl takes it. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I don't know how the Rose Bowl is always amazing. Yeah, something in the air. Yeah, because, I mean, the one year we took it away from Pasadena and put it in Texas, last year was horrible. <laughs> G- games just don't go well in Texas. So college football will be wrapping up on Monday. The NFL, meanwhile, transition, will be starting its playoffs soon. We're heading into the last week of the NFL season, the new and added week 18. 
the playoff picture, especially in the AFC, is all but set. You got 10 teams alive still, including the 11-seed Baltimore Ravens. You got the 10-seed Dolphins are eliminated. And in the NFC, you got just that 7 spot up for grabs still between the Eagles and the Saints. So a lot can happen. A lot of moving around can still happen. There are no seeds locked up in the AFC. Titans and Chiefs are both 11-5. and five, uh, but The Titans have the tiebreaker. So if they win, they'll have home field advantage throughout the AFC. In the NFC, however, the Packers lock up the one seed again. But, you know, the 2-3 and three seed, Rams and Bucks, are both 12-4. and four. And then the 4-5 and five seed, Cowboys and Cardinals, are both 11-5. and five. And then in the AFC, after the the one and two seed, you got Bengals, Bills, and Patriots all ten and six, and then you got Colts, Chargers, Raiders, Steelers with seven losses. Yeah, AFC just seems a lot tighter all around, and NFC is super tight at the top. I mean, the AFC, the whole playoff picture is only separated by two games from the one to the seven seed. There's actually a scenario that the Patriots could be the one seed, but it would be almost impossible. But because they actually own the tiebreaker against the Bengals. So if they win, the Titans, Chiefs, and Bills lose. And if the Bengals also lose too, that probably helps too. Then they could be in. But like, obviously, that's probably not going to happen. But it's just interesting that it could happen. From 5-1 to one in the last week. I mean, I think what I'm looking forward to most is if the Colts lose to Jacksonville. The Chargers and the Raiders who play later that night could tie and get in. And we talked a little bit about this before the pod, but if Jacksonville were to somehow beat the Colts, heading into Sunday night football, I really would want to see the Chargers and the Raiders just alternate taking a knee every (laughs) play and tying and both getting in. They need to make some sort of agreement before the game. That would be the coolest thing ever, though. Yeah, because they both benefit by not playing because they can even rest their players for another week, too. Avoid injuries. I would love to watch that game. Like, just knee, knee, <laughs> the knee, knee. The knee off. I literally <laughs> would laugh for one hour straight because, like, it would be 60 minutes. The clock would never stop. It would just be knees. And then 10 more minutes of overtime where I'll just be laughing even harder. I, <laughs> oh, The game would end with like negative like 60 yards from just kneeing. And and all the players would just be chilling on the oh, sideline the and, and like signing autographs and stuff. No one would even be paying attention. They would just be kneeing it and like... They put it in their backups. <laughs> yeah, we just having a conversation on the field. And then right when the play clock gets down to five seconds, everyone gets the formation and you knee it. Yeah, wow. The refs don't even really have to call him much of anything. No, that'd be amazing. I would pay for a ticket to see that. <laughs> the Neo. <laughs> I would want to be... That is history, bro. I would want to be part of that. That's true. First time it's ever happened, probably won't ever happen again. Or it might, actually. They might have sent the president for the <laughs> for the Neo. Oh, the first ever Neoff, yeah. And then in the future, when both teams can benefit, they can agree to a Neoff. Yeah. If things were just that civil in football, <laughs> I don't. I feel like, yeah. yeah, I just don't think it would happen even if the scenario presents itself. But the biggest thing, though, is there's no way the Colts lose to Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, because the only, yeah, Jacksonville can't beat anyone <laughs> yeah. except Buffalo. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the worst part of the plane is that at one o'clock, you got to rely on Jacksonville to beat the Colts. Yeah, oh, that's that the was... only flaw in all of that in in history being made. Of yeah. course, it's always Jacksonville that messes it up. Yeah, they're definitely the worst team, I'd say. 
I thought the Lions were, but I think the Lions are. I I'm for sure and positive the Lions are better than the Jaguars now. Sometimes they look like they're not trying. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I feel like sometimes Jacksonville thinks they don't have to try. They think they'll get another Trevor Lawrence. How many number one picks do they want? How many do they need yeah. to be a, a relevant team? And what's interesting is it's not even that bad of a city. I feel like it's Florida. It's nice weather. Like it wouldn't be that hard to attract a nice free agent here and there. Everyone seems to be leaving the last few years. Yeah, but speaking of the playoffs, the matchup that I'm looking at that's there right now as might as well stick there is the Bills versus Patriots first round third time you guys play each other this year and it's been a good first two I really hope it stays there because I would much rather play the Patriots especially you know since we have beat them and I think we can beat them and we match up a lot better against them than if we had to play like the Colts or the Titans I don't want those rematches I mean all three of those teams mentioned though have been the Bills I think this year Mm-hmm. I think the only team that we've beat that is in the playoffs right now in the AFC is the Chiefs. Because I don't, we haven't yeah. played the Bengals or the Chargers. Though the Chiefs' defense has got a lot better since then. That is true. I don't necessarily think you'd want to play the Chiefs now. No, I, like honestly, I think the team I want to play the most in the AFC would be the Patriots or the Chargers or the Bengals. I'd be all about the Chargers. I'd be you'd probably love to play the Raiders though if the Raiders got it instead though. Oh yeah, but, but I don't think I think yeah I don't think I think Chargers get in over the Raiders since one they're gonna have to try since the Colts will probably win. Yeah, Patriots I guess is the best bet, but I mean they just won fifty to ten last week, so it's I don't think yeah, but that was against who <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, true, but they've been they've been pretty hot as of late. Outside of the two losses to like the Bills and the Colts, you know the worst part is with the Bills Patriots game is it's either going to be in Buffalo or in New England. Either way, both of those places have pretty bad weather in January. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's gonna be cool. And a snowball is gonna favor New England. They're just gonna run it, and Mac Jones might only throw once this time and win. <laughs> exactly. That's true. I'm really surprised that the Titans got that one seed right now, and I heard Henry might be back for the playoffs. Yeah, if they get the one seed and they they get that bye, he might come back after that. They're taking him off of IR. Wow, that's insane. The thing about the AFC is I feel like all these teams are equally good, though. Like, I don't necessarily think any of these teams are better than the others. I can't really say the same for NFC. There's clearly teams that are much better. But, like, I think Titans could lose the Colts pretty easily, and... I don't think Chiefs are yeah. unbeatable this year. They've even lost the Chargers. Yeah. No, what's crazy is like a couple weeks ago, Baltimore was the one seed. Now they're the 11 seed. Yes. Yes. Wow. Like it's so close. Wow. That's true. They just dropped that fast. But yeah. You know, another thing that surprised me is the Eagles are in the playoffs. The Eagles or the Saints, one of them is making the playoffs. That's crazy. They, that, that's what I'm saying. There's such a huge drop off the NFC. All the wins are being stolen by like the Packers, Bucks, and Rams. I mean, Eagles are still 9-7. and seven. I'm surprised the Eagles turned it around that well, though. Well, they don't have a win over a, a team with a winning record. Oh, they just had an easy schedule. So, That's probably... Yeah. And I'm surprised. Uh, Saints early on were winning big games, but then ever since James has been gone, I don't really think they're near as good as a playoff team. No, especially uh, Ian Book did not look great for them. No. They didn't look great in general, though. I'm pretty sure half that team was out of COVID. Yeah. They looked bad. They had that win against the Buccaneers, which was insane because they didn't do anything on offense. 9-0. Yeah, shut down Tom Brady. They did everything on defense, though. So. It's pretty easy to win if the other team doesn't score. Yeah, no, it was a close 9-0. Dang, half of the Bucks lost this year were to 
the Saints. <laughs> that's true. They, they got swept. So that's one team the Bucks don't want to see in the playoffs. <laughs> exactly. Moving on to our very last pick em. We've been doing a pick em in the previous, I think, three weeks. We just haven't done them on the pod. But overall, heading into the last week, I'm up 10 to 5. Dang, congratulations. I mean, I feel like it's been known for a few weeks that you've locked it up. I guess it was never formally stated, but yeah, you you won the pickup for this year and kind of won by a lot. I got to do better next year. I was going to say, we're not doing any like double, triple or nothing this this last week. I'm not giving up <laughs> exactly. a season's worth of work for <laughs> for this last week. Um, yeah, the one last week is going to be played, so might as well to improve my stats or to improve yours, have this game being played. Yeah. Oh, next week we should look at too. We picked all the division champs, or who we thought was going to be division champs in the first pod. We go back and look at those. Oh yeah. Oh, that'd be interesting. I kind of forgot who I picked. Right, yeah, but we can take a look at those next week. All right. So heading into the pick them for this week, we got two Saturday games. Starting off, Kansas City at Denver at four thirty. I'm rocking with Kansas City. I think. Because the game really doesn't mean anything for Denver. They're eliminated from the playoffs. And Kansas City needs it to stay at the number two seed or else they're dropping. They can even get the one seed if somehow the Titans lose to the Texans. That's true because the Titans do not have the one seed clinched yet. So they, they might as well win that game or try to. So I think, yeah, I agree. Uh, the other Saturday game is Dallas at Philly, 815. I'm going with Cowboys. If Philly wins, it's like a must-win game for them. The Cowboys actually don't have much to play for. They locked up the division. I just my my pick is the motivation factor. All right, heading into Sunday, Cincinnati at Cleveland. I know Cleveland doesn't really have much to play for in this one because Baker Mayfield is going to have surgery. He's not playing in this one. Cincinnati, I think they have seeding to play for. They could basically just switch with the Bills if they lose and Bills win. Yeah, I don't really see motivation on either side. Since since the Bengals already have division locked up, and if they see like they can't move up much more if they like the Chiefs winning the day before, I just see them maybe resting a starter or two, maybe in Burrow. I go Cleveland. Battle of backup quarterbacks there. <laughs> yeah. Green Bay at Detroit. Neither team has had anything to play for, but I I just don't think Detroit is good enough to win. Still, I think even if <laughs> Rodgers and the starters for Green Bay come and play two drives, there'll be enough for them to to hold on to the lead. Okay, yeah, that's why I was, I was kind of surprised you picked uh, uh, Green Bay for that, but then I realized, yeah, you're kind of right. Detroit could lose to the back Green Bay team, but I'm going to go with Detroit. Chicago at Minnesota. When you saw my pick for this, you're surprised I picked Chicago. Let me tell you why. I picked them because they're, they're my team. Might as well pick them one last time. Absolutely meaningless game. All it does is give you a worse draft pick. I guess your pick is going to the Giants anyway, but of course that will be the game that they win. It's just what I see happening. <laughs> I mean, bet. Yeah. I mean, did you, uh, New York has bad luck anyway. So, yeah. We had this season on a three-game winning streak. And speaking of the Giants, they're playing Washington. Um, Probably losing that one. <laughs> oh, I could see. You know, it would be funny if they won. And then they just, they got, both of their picks got worse. <laughs> Even worse. <laughs> Actually, I'm switching that pick. I'm saying Giants win. Because I originally was going to think Washington. So, I'm saying Giants and Bears win. Just to screw over New York, I can see that. It's just, that's how I see their look. Yeah, dang, that'd be hilarious. I'm rooting for it, but I'm picking <laughs> the football team. Uh, next, we got Indianapolis at Jacksonville. And as much as I want Jacksonville to win and have a kneel off on Sunday Night Football, yeah, it's just, I don't know how you pick Detroit, but it's the same as picking Jacksonville here. And, well, the thing is here, the Colts have something to play for. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's the motivation is what at least allowed me to kind of pick Detroit. But yeah, if the other team is actually trying to win, there's no way Jacksonville wins. Next, we got Pittsburgh at Baltimore. They're both technically still alive and could be Big Ben's last game. We saw last week his last game in Heinz Field. So this could be his last game as a Steeler. I am picking Big Ben to go out with a win. I think Baltimore will try to win that last home game. I don't know. It's close. Well, I just noticed I've picked all away teams at this point. Yeah, wow. And you have one more. Yeah, I got Tennessee at Houston is the last one o'clock game. Tennessee is the away team. I'm picking them. Yeah. I mean, they want the one seed. All you got to do is beat Houston to get it. <laughs> that, I think yeah, it's not that tough. I agree. Although they lost to them earlier in the year. That's crazy. And they also lost to the Jets. Next, we got Saints at Atlanta. Atlanta's kicked out of the playoffs. The Saints are still alive somehow at 8-8, eight and eight, but I think Atlanta spoils it for them. I'm going with the Falcons. Wow, I, I am too. I I just think, I don't think the Saints are that good. And the Falcons are actually a lot better than I thought. No, especially now with, with how, many, how many people they have out. Buffalo take on the Jets next week. I mean, I'm going Bills. Yeah, we got to go Bills. I probably should have picked against them a couple times this year because, you know, I've been wrong six times so far picking them every game. Yeah, but not against the Jets. Yeah, no, not against the Jets. Next, we got San Francisco at the Rams. These teams are both fighting for a playoff spot. Rams are fighting for the division. San Francisco is going for the final seed. Could they miss the playoffs? Like, let's say the Saints win and the Eagles win. Did they miss the playoffs? No, the Eagles clinched. Oh, Eagles are in no matter what. Yeah, the, the last seed is between the 49ers and the Saints. Oh, okay. The 49ers are, are 9-7, and seven, Saints are 8-8. Eight eight. So 49ers win, they're in. If they lose and the Saints win, the Saints will make it over to the 49ers. But, I mean, going into L.A. and being the Rams would be really tough. I don't know. But I don't know how much motivation the Rams have because they're probably going to get the home game regardless. Mm, well, no, because if the Rams lose, if the Rams lose and the Cardinals win, then and the Cardinals are playing the Seahawks, then the Cardinals win the division. Oh, so that change, yeah, that does change it up because then yeah, that drops seating a lot. Yeah, so three teams in that division are still in the late playoff hunt. Yeah, and nothing is clinched between them. Yeah, yeah, I go. I mean, I'm going for the Rams anyways. Yeah, I mean, I think they're trying in, and I think they're starting to get hot at the right time. They're starting to figure out how to use OBJ. He's been having some good games. Yeah, sir. Yep, I like that. Continue. We got New England at Miami. Uh, New England. Miami's got nothing to play for. New England does. I agree. Seattle at Arizona. I think Seattle will miss the playoffs for the first time in Russ's career, I think. Wow. Arizona's still fighting, so I'm going Cardinals. Even though they have not looked the same without D-Hop, but, you know. Yeah, I feel like they'll find a way to win this one, though. Carolina at Tampa. Uh, Tampa has clinched a playoff spot, but I mean, I think this is this game for seeding. I think, you know, Carolina's not that great. I think they'll just take care of business. If they're up by a lot, they'll rest the starters. Yeah. And then the game that probably won't be a knee off. But hoping it will be. <laughs> In the case it's not a knee off, uh, I think the Chargers are just a better team. Hoping and... for a tie, but going with the Chargers as yeah. well. You know what I'll even settle for? They play, and they try, but it's tied at the end of regulation, and then they knee it all of overtime if Jacksonville were to win. Yeah, that, that'd, be, that'd be cool, too, just for the overtime period. Yeah, I'll settle for uh, 10 minutes straight of kneeing. 
what would be really interesting is Jackson will lose anyways, and these guys both play their butts off and end up tying, allowing Baltimore to enter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Baltimore from the 11th seed gets in. Yeah, that'd be insane. Because, yeah, they would beat the Steelers the last week. So, getting ahead of them and wow. But there's no way that happens, right? They don't just tie like that. I mean, the Steelers are the only other team to tie. They did it with the Lions, so. Yeah. Wow. If they tied like that, both teams actually just lost. Like, because neither one gets it in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> they they just both knock each other out. <laughs> and, you know, since every game this week is like, is rivals, they would hate each other next season for, for <laughs> knocking each other out. Yes. That would be the worst. That's a rivalry. <laughs> that would. Yeah, actually true, because the big difference is if the Colts lose to Jacksonville, it'd be a mutual agreement. It'd actually be more of a friendship. It'd be like the North and South agreement. But like, yeah. if, if they actually end up dying, it'd be the worst thing ever. And knocking each other out. Either way, I want something to happen. I want this game to end with a tie and some kind of crazy stuff to happen. Yeah, I agree. I don't know, but we'll get into the more playoffs next week when it's all actually settled. And we actually know who's playing who and where everyone's going. Yep. And until then, we'll be back next week with another pod reacting to the college football championship. And we'll be looking ahead to the NFL playoffs. Yeah, exciting week to come ahead. Mm-hmm. And until then, we'll see you guys next week. You can check us out on Twitter, at Crew Sports Pod. And we'll be back in one week. See ya.